A security guard shot at an Austin Top Golf. Why his company says it was an act of retaliation. The crowd goes wild as the Texas Longhorns find out they're officially in college football's Final Four. And we're watching out for our next cold front working into Oklahoma soon. We'll show you when it gets to Central Texas and the impact on our weather in first warning weather. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. A private security officer working near the domain in North Austin is recovering this evening after he was shot. The security officer and another were patrolling the Top Golf late last night when they crashed off when they when they chased off two guys for trespassing. That's according to a representative from the private security company where the officers work, Texas Public Safety and Investigations. According to the company, a larger group later returned while the officers were patrolling the parking lot and began attacking the guards. At one point, according to the security company, someone came up behind one of the officers and shot him. Nicholas Teague with the security company says his employee is in serious condition but stable. He says attacks on his security guards are becoming more common, but this is the first time one of his officers has been shot. This is testament that the small crimes do often escalate to the larger crimes. Uh, if we ignore the small crimes in this society and we allow criminal activity to persist, it will often uh, escalate into acts of violence. Teague says the other security guard, who is also an EMT, was not seriously hurt and stabilized his wounded partner while waiting for help. APD has not commented on the shooting, but Teague says no one has been caught so far. Austin police continue to investigate after officers opened fire on a man in South Austin. The interim police chief says it happened yesterday morning on the 1100 block of Breakin Lane. The chief says the man appeared to be suffering a mental health crisis at the time and pointed a gun at the officers inside a home. Police say the man survived the shooting and is listed as stable. The officers were not hurt. But an APD officer was hurt in a crash involving a suspected drunk driver early this morning. That happened on Highway 71 near the Austin Airport around 2.30 in the morning. Police say the crash was between a police vehicle and another vehicle with a suspected drunk driver. That driver was taken into custody and the officer was taken to a hospital. The officer's condition is unknown at this time. This is a developing story. We'll have the latest on KXAN.com. And a woman was killed last night in San Marcos after she was run over by an 18-wheeler. That happened on I-35 uh, near Aqua Arena Springs exit. Police say it appears the woman was stowed away on the exterior of the 18-wheeler. Investigators say she slipped as she was trying to get off of the vehicle while it was stopped and was run over as the truck began to move. She has not been identified, but police say that she was traveling into Central Texas from the Rio Grande Valley with a man who took off before the police arrived. San Marcos police don't expect to charge the driver in this case. Also in San Marcos, the search is on for a man police say could be in danger tonight. Police say 45-year-old Jacob Newhouse was last seen Tuesday at his home on Escondido Circle in San Marcos. According to the police department, Newhouse may harm himself. If you have any information on his whereabouts, contact San Marcos Police. 
A mother attending a birthday celebration is dead and three other people are injured after a shooting at a Houston bar overnight. The shooting happened just before 2 a.m. outside of the Legend Lounge. Investigators say an argument broke out after a man made inappropriate comments to some women. It carried out into the parking lot where at least three people fired guns, hitting two women and two men. One of the women is confirmed dead. Her family says she was 27 years old, leaving behind a seven-year-old son. The conditions of the other victims are not known. Authorities are still looking for the suspected shooter, described only as a man in his 30s. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Hopefully you enjoyed your Sunday. Sure was a warmer day into the 70s and we're still at 70 now from our West Shore home camera high atop our KXA and studios here on West Campus looking toward downtown. Still our share of high clouds out there that are thick in some places, although they are going to be exiting our skies to the east and southeast as we head through the night. You can still see them fairly widespread, especially uh, looking toward our eastern counties. But the clearing uh, will allow for some chillier air to settle in here tonight. We're in the 70s still across much of the area. 70 now in Austin, as warm as 75 in Marble Falls. A few upper 60s in the mix, though. And we're a full 6 degrees warmer than this time yesterday. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, the afternoon that was rather pleasant. This evening, 60s turn into 50s here by 11 with a mostly clear sky as those high clouds exit east. But we've got a cold front on the way for tomorrow morning. We'll show you the impacts of that. We'll show you plenty of 70s for the week ahead, but the potential for a bit of rain next weekend. All right, thanks, Nick. Saturday's Big 12 championship victory in Arlington set them up, but today brings the news that the Texas Longhorns are officially in college football's Final Four, making their first trip ever to the college football playoff. The bracket was revealed today as Tanks Texas was ranked by the CFP committee as the third best team in the nation, meaning they would face off against the second ranked team in the nation. That is the Pac-12 championship winners, the University of Washington Huskies. The team gathered together to see their fate, and as no surprise, celebration ensued. All the grueling off-season workouts, the preseason practices and pads and the 100-plus degree heat, the crazy games they played in has led to a Big 12 title, a 12-1 record, and now they're two wins away from a national championship. It's been on the players' minds every step of the way, and boy, do they feel good, especially Jalen Ford, who was one of the guys there for the rough patch. Man, everybody was, you know, jumping for joy, but that was because... You know, that's what we wanted right from the jump. And, you know, to finally be in this position, uh, it's amazing, uh, to say the least. So before today, Texas was ranked seventh. The Horns jumped four spots to three to land in the playoff. We'll have much more reaction to this news later in sports. Jonathan, thanks. Still to come, a sense of purpose born out of pain. The grieving Texas mother working to create change by running for Congress. And which Central Texas State Park attracts the most visitors over the winter season? If you're looking for a way to get out and enjoy the outdoors this winter, one of the Lone Star State's many state parks might be just what you need. There are 86 state parks, natural areas, and historic sites across the state. The Hill Country region typically sees just under 400,000 visitors throughout the average winter. The Central Texas State Park that sees the most visitors on an average winter is Enchanted Rock in the Hill Country, with nearly 74,000 visitors over the past five winters. McKinney Falls State Park in Austin 
is second, seeing an average of over 61,000. Perdinala State Park is about 30 miles west of Austin and gets an average of over 44,000 visitors this time of year. And Inks Lake State Park in the Hill Country comes in fourth with an average of over 36,000 visitors each winter. For a full list of the top 10 most visited Texas state parks throughout the winter season, head over to KXAN.com and click on this story. Well, if you've been sneezing much this weekend, it could be cedar or mold. Both have been trending higher over yesterday. Mold is up to medium, cedar still technically low, but on the rise. And our temperatures were on the rise too. We got to 73 in Austin here today. It's several degrees over yesterday. We've got a lot of 70s this week, but we'll show you some of the ups and downs in the temperature department and our next chance for rain in first morning weather. Next week marks the filing deadline for Texas candidates looking to run for office. One mom who lost her daughter in the 2018 Santa Fe High School shooting is turning grief into action. She filed a run for Congress on Friday. Our Capitol correspondent Monica Madden has more on how gun safety activists are working for change on the ballot. My daughter was one of the first kids that was shot and killed at Santa Fe High School. Five years ago, Rhonda Hart's life path was uprooted by tragedy. I had been a little active in politics at that time, but losing your child, you know, in a mass shooting just kind of amplified that for me. Now, her course of action is pointed toward Congress. The next step is action. That That's what I feel like. We tell our stories till we're blue in the face and everybody's crying and they don't act on it. They just sit back and, you know, keep doing the status quo, basically. And a lot of us are tired of it. Hart is part of the Survivor Club none of these families wanted to be a part of. Some who hope to turn their pain into progress. I have to do this for myself. You know, I have to do this for everybody else in my district. Also a veteran, Hart says she'll focus on advocacy for military families, women's issues, and safe gun storage laws. The Santa Fe school shooting would not have happened if that dad had taken that extra step to properly secure his guns. And that's all that I ask from people. In some places, we have not made as much progress as we would like. Liz Hanks with Texas Moms Demand Action says their program, Demand a Seat, your work is not done, we can do this, is a natural progression of the political activism often born from mass shootings. The program, run by gun safety group Everytown, offers training for candidates who want to run on similar ideals. We will see more and more and more people from this movement running for office. Hanks believes their experiences with gun violence are a political strength, not a weakness. There's no reason to discredit them just because they're gun violence survivors. If anything, it should be um, a selling point for voters. Hart will face an uphill battle in the ultra-red Congressional District 14. Incumbent Randy Weber has held the seat since 2013. Primaries are in March, so we have a little bit of work to do. That was Monica Madden reporting. In 2020, Congressman Randy Weber beat his Democratic challenger handily, getting 61% of the votes in the Southeast Texas District. Weber has a 92% approval rating from the National Rifle Association and has voted against enhanced background checks in 2021, as well as the Safer Communities Act, which was passed after the Uvalde shooting last year. Going in depth, another Texas woman inspired by tragedy recently ran for office.
Kimberly Mata Rubio ran for Uvalde mayor after her daughter Lexi was killed in the Robb Elementary School mass shooting last year. Her campaign was focused around uniting the small town and pushing for stricter gun laws, but she lost to former mayor Cody Smith. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Right, let's take you on to our Highland Furniture and River City Grill camera in Marble Falls, where we're still seeing a lot of those high clouds that were with us much of the day. Still a bright day, but the high clouds took away a little bit from the blue sky, and we still have plenty of them out there now. They're associated with our last cold front and the clouds that have been sort of lingering with it. Uh, but they'll continue moving eastward through the night, and I expect much fewer in the way of high clouds here tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, our next cold front drops in. It's got a little bit of rain with it now, but by the time it gets here, it will be all dry, but we will notice a temperature drop here for the day tomorrow. At ahead of that front, we've got 60s and 70s across really almost the entire state. We will knock a few degrees off of today's warmer temperatures as we head into the day tomorrow. Should be a reasonably cool morning tomorrow, although 46 is still pretty close to average for us. Some 30s possible in the hill country. Not expecting any near freezing temperatures though to begin your Monday. And then after a morning cold front moves through, we just don't warm up as much here for the afternoon. I expect it'll be about five degrees cooler tomorrow than what we did here today. 68 in Austin is still slightly above normal for this time of year. And even that, it should be our coolest temperatures of the work week ahead. It's your Monday evening, dropping into the 50s, then it's lower 40s and upper 30s to begin Tuesday. And Tuesday, we'll start to see the temperatures rebound a little bit, seeing more of those low 70s here. And in fact, much of the week ahead uh, should be in the 70s. What about the sky cover? Well, there go those high clouds here this evening, gradually moving eastward. Uh, exiting our eastern counties the latest, but by the time you wake up here tomorrow, a mostly sunny sky. There will be very few, if any, clouds around tomorrow. Just a couple of those high, thin clouds, much uh, thinner than the ones we had today. So the high clouds clearing down to 45 here tonight. The wind shifting out of the north, bringing that slightly cooler day tomorrow down to 68. And then the temperatures, low 70s beginning Tuesday through Wednesday, Thursday, even into early next weekend. Now next weekend still carries, and we talked about this yesterday, a little bit of a rain chance. I'm not going too optimistic about the rain just yet. We'll go with a 20% rain chance on Saturday uh, and into Sunday as well before the rain clears. It's not gonna be much. Early indications are less than a tenth of an inch for most of us, but it is a, a chance at something. Looking at our first warning weather seven-day forecast, you can see after tomorrow we're into the 70s from Tuesday all the way through Saturday with more clouds Thursday, Friday, and into next weekend. And then there's those 20% rain chances with a little bit of wind. Temperatures drop low 60s by Sunday. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. When the season began, Texas had two big picture goals, winning the conference championship and, of course, winning the national championship. They took care of one on Saturday, and today they found out they are officially two wins away from taking care of the other. Today, the final college football playoff rankings were revealed with the top four in the field to compete for a national championship, and it was revealed that Texas made the top four. They've had a couple of performances that built up to this, but it culminated with their 49-21 beatdown of Oklahoma State. Longhorn set a record for total yards in the Big 12 title game with 662. It put them over the top, and now they're oh so close to being regarded as the best in all of the land. That's exactly what Steve Sarkeesian envisioned when he took the job, and in just three years, it's happening. 
That's why they came to the University of Texas, right? That's that in your mind when you go to college and, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Texas. I'm going to be competing for a national championship. Well, now that's a reality. You know, now we, we get a we get a, a one game you know season here, and if we're good enough, then we get another game season. And so now it's just putting forth the right effort and energy to try to make that happen. It's, it's unreal. I mean, I can I get goosebumps every time uh, I even think about it. Uh, again, just just truly honored to to be a part of a team that you know works as hard, and um, I know that we're gonna we're gonna come to play. Um, you know, we played Washington and in the Alamo Bowl last year, so it's it's kind of funny how that all works out. So. Couldn't be more excited for, for this amazing opportunity. Yeah, as Quinn just mentioned, uh, Texas will play Washington, the Pac-12 champs in the Sugar Bowl at 745 on January 1st. Texas and Washington played in a bowl game last year, the Alamo Bowl, with the Huskies getting the best of the Longhorns, 27-20. All right, G.J. Kinney turned out up the heat down in San Marcos, leading the Bobcats to their best season in nine years, and the Bobcats are rewarded with a trip to their first bowl in nine years. Texas State will face Rice in the first responders bowl on December 26th at 4.30 in Dallas. College basketball, the Longhorns. Women's squad took on UConn in a big one at the Moody Center. We've got highlights for you when sports continues after this. Keep it here. The UT women's basketball team seeking a signature win against the Blue Blood this afternoon. In the Moody Center, Vic Schaefer and Gina Oriema, two coaching legends, dueling, at least their team's dueling. Shaylee Gonzalez in the corner, draining the three-pointer with Texas. Up by 12. Then Madison Booker, what a step back jumper right here. She's wearing number 35. She looked a lot like him on that move. 20 points for Booker. Texas up 16. Rory Harmon, incredible day for her. She stepped up big time, draining this three-pointer. She had 27 points. Texas up 15. Now, UConn made a late run to cut it to six here, but Amina Muhammad with the rebound and layup, and that seals the deal for Texas. She had 15. Longhorns win 80 to 60. First ever win over UConn and an excited group of ladies after that one. Now they are 9-0 overall. The Longhorns will host Long Beach State at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. NFL, Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud taking on the Denver Broncos. Both teams with even 6-5 and five records going into this one. Damian Pierce runs up the middle for a three-yard touchdown to put Texas, the Texans up 10 to nothing. 16-10 in the fourth. Stroud, play action, looking for someone. He's got Nico Collins. That's 22 to 10 after that. They did not convert the two-point conversion. Now, fourth quarter, last chance here for Russell Wilson on third and goal. The reason why it's the last chance is his pass is intercepted by Jimmy Ward, and the Texans win it 22 to 17, and they're fired up in H-Town. Yeah, they improved they are, to they? seven and five on the year. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. Back in a moment with the final look at the forecast. Got some breaking news to tell you about. Four people have been killed in a car accident near Austin Executive Airport. The four were pronounced dead on scene. One was also star-flighted to a hospital with potentially life-threatening injuries. We'll have more on this story. It is developing on KXAN.com and then the very latest tonight at 10 o'clock. Okay, let's get a final look at the forecast. All right, your forecast here uh, as far as uh, tomorrow's concerned at the bus stop. A cool start will be in the mid-40s. Then in the afternoon, plenty of sunshine pushing us to 68. It's a bit cooler than today, but 
Uh, it's still slightly above normal for this time of year. Then we've got a long stretch of 70s Tuesday all the way through next Saturday. Another cold front next weekend drops us a bit more significantly down into the low 60s and below average on Sunday. We do have two days with rain chances both days next weekend. Certainly far from a sure thing that we get some measurable rain, but of course we'll keep tracking it. And after NFL here on KXAN, we'll update.